Cheers to another one. Knives down. Aprons off. The last table is served. The station is broken down. Everything's put away. Your inventory is complete. And now it's time to meet me on the back dock where all the most important meetings are held. We shall. Take a deep breath and enjoy a job well done. At ease, kick off your clogs. Smoke them if you got them. What do you think? How about a nice white Russian? Yeah. A little Kahlua. Grab some vodka. Heavy cream? Yeah, why not? I mean, if we're going to go for flavor, let's do this. Pull up a milk crate. Let's get comfortable. And let's get to the good shit. Oh, yes, chef. We're on the dock with executive chef Jeremy Linen from the Dunwoody Country Club in Atlanta. And despite the challenges of the last several years, he still thinks there's a lot to love about the restaurant industry. And in this episode, you'll learn three things. How Jeremy Linen and his family coped with COVID-19. Will there be long-term effects of the pandemic on the hospitality industry? And what advice Chef Linen would have to those thinking about re-entering the workforce? Now, let's get to it. So now we're on the back dock, sitting on a couple milk crates. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, are you a drinker? Uh, yeah, a little bit. So we, we talked a lot about business during the podcast, but I never really got a chance to ask you, how did you and your family, were they okay? Me and my wife were fine. My dad was fine. His wife was fine. Un- unfortunately, my mom did get COVID and she's one of those people that got, uh, what they refer to as long COVID. Oh man. So she got it. I want to say early part of October and she's still dealing with it. So, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, like she's not coughing. She doesn't have any of that stuff, but you know, she'll have a headache that comes and goes and she's, she gets fatigued really easy. You know, she climbs a flight of stairs. She's yeah. got to go lay down for 15 minutes, you know? So she's kind of been struggling to be able to actually get back into the office full time. You know, fortunately she can do a lot from home, but uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, you know, the people that have made this thing out to be a joke, you know, I, I just, I don't understand what world they live in because it's, it's not. And then, you know, my grandmother, you know, my mom's mom, um, they live next door to each other. She also got it. And as near as they can tell, she has congestive heart failure as, as a result <clears throat> of just right. COVID complications. So, I mean, Fortunately, I mean, they're both, relatively speaking, they're okay. You know, obviously, it, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's prevented, it's presented some challenges. And so, you know, through this entire last year and a half, what were you doing to keep yourself sane? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm okay. kind of a gym rat. So, you know, getting into the gym is, you know, that man, it's, that's my safe haven. It's my sanctuary. You know, I. I, I go, I, I pump some iron, I blast some funk as loud as my headphones would go. And that's just, that's, that's, that's therapy for me. You know, obviously the first couple of months when, you know, everything was in the lockdown. Gyms were closed, and, right. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was stuck at home with, with a pair of dumbbells and a chin up bar. You know, I actually, during that time, I got in the best shape of my life. Uh, I was, I was working with a coach at the time, but you know, it, it still was, uh, Almost like living in an insane asylum because there was, you know, life just wasn't normal. So couldn't get away from it either. No. So exercise is your Zen place. That's where you go to just chill. Yep. Were you in contact with, you know, your other sous chefs and stuff? I mean, how were they handling things? Everybody else seemed to, you know, get along just fine. You know, one of my sous chefs, he did get COVID, um, actually two, you know, one of them has since, you know, 
left to take another opportunity. But uh, actually, and, and I'm not necessarily convinced that I didn't have it because, you know, one of my sous chefs and I both woke up sick on the same day. Uh, it was one of those things I, I check my email first thing in the morning when I wake up and got an email from him and he wasn't feeling well, uh, so he wasn't going to be in. And, you know, I went to stand up out of bed and I was a little wobbly. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel quite so good either. And, you know, I, I, was, I was weak for, you know, four or five days. Test came back negative, but it was one of those rapid tests, you know, that you know, get it wrong all the time. So officially I didn't have it, but I'm still not quite so convinced that, that it wasn't a false negative. But for the most part, my team, you know, maintained their health and no serious issues. I, I mean, I had – you know, one or two guys that had it, but you know their their symptoms were pretty mild. They got over it pretty quick, and you know it was it was okay. So I'm thinking about the tens of thousands, hundred thousands of people who lost their jobs during COVID. Restaurants closed up, hotels shut down. You know, I worked for Omni Hotels for on and off for five years, and locally there's a landmark hotel that they just shuttered the doors. Man, it kind of stunned me because there were some folks that we shared staff and. To have something like that happen just kind of freaked me out that, uh, you know, an organization like that could plan for a rainy day. But I get, you know, when you've got this huge, old, crumbling building, it takes a lot to keep it up. It takes a lot of staff to keep it up. And so what do you do in the meantime? So it could have been a smart operator move. But to those folks who might now be thinking about re-entering the workforce, what advice would you give them? You know, I keep hearing, you know, people blame the the unemployment and all that stuff for, for why people aren't coming back to work. You know, obviously there, there's a lot more culturally speaking with this industry. That's the reason why people haven't been rushing back to do it. Yep. And, and, and I get all of it. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think the one thing that I, I would say is that, you know, if this is what you've done for a, re- a living and it, and it is something that you enjoy doing, I think there's more of a positive outlook now as far as, things changing and, and progressing in a positive way than we've been able to talk about maybe ever right in this industry. So I, I, I would put that out there as, as, as a big positive that, you know, yeah, you don't want to come back to the way it was. And, and, and I get it. it it's going to take a little bit of time, but you know, ultimately I think things already are, you know, changing at least somewhat, you know, so there is that, but you know, ultimately, you know, if it's one of those things where, you know, you look at it and it's like, you know, I gave up too much for this industry and it just, it didn't pay off. It wasn't worth it. And, yeah. you know, I can go do this and make better money and, and not have to you know, work the nights and the weekends and the holidays and, and, and have to, you know, put up with the sacrifice and all that. You know, you found an, another opportunity that works for you. You know, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you and, and taking care of yourself and your family. And I, and I totally respect that. You mentioned Chef Paul Sordal. There was an interview I had. With uh, so if you don't want to be in the industry, don't be in the industry. Right. Just it's that simple, man. Right. Like you don't have to, nobody's begging you to come back. I get that. It's, you know, for some cats, you know, that it's might be some quick money, something that you know how to do. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought to it because it comes to you naturally, but you know, the water's fine. You know, you can, y'all can come in, but <laughs> But understand that we're still going through some growing pains and not everything's going to be perfect. I mean, it's not going to be the Shangri-La, at least for a little while. <laughs> right. 
Chef, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the conversation. I uh, really appreciate you being here and everything you brought. So thank you very much for your time. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Chef Life Radio's On the Dock. There's a new kitchen culture coming, and we all get to be part of it. It's what we wanted when we started, but we're either too afraid or pessimistic to ask for it. It doesn't matter what the poster on the wall says. Remember, your workplace culture starts from the bottom up. In fact, it starts with you. At Chef Life Radio, we believe that working in a kitchen should be demanding. It shouldn't have to be demeaning. It should be hard. It just doesn't have to be harsh. We believe that it's possible to have more solidarity and less suck-it-up sunshine, more compassion, less cutthroat island, more partnership, and less put-up-or-shut-up, and we get to have more community and less fuck you. We chef! And finally, we believe in you. Consider for a second, for all the blood, sweat, and tears we put into what we do, it really, at the end of the day, just some stuff on a plate. None of it really matters. It doesn't define you as a person or make you any more special or less than anyone else. It's just a dance that we're engaged in, so we might as well laugh and enjoy every bit of it. Or didn't you know that the purpose of your life should be to enjoy it? Mike, you have a Love it. I am humble. Goddamn, box live on now. <laughs> Stand tall and frosty, brothers and sisters. Until next time, be well and do good. In case you didn't realize it, we just got our asses kicked in there, man. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the other goddamn social media sites at Chef Life Radio, all one word. Visit us on the website at chefliferadio.com. Oh, yes, Chef. This show was written, produced, and recorded by me, Adam Lamb, at the Dish Pit Studios in Bardo, North Carolina, and co-produced by Thomas Stephenson. On the Dock is a production of Realignment Media.